Hi, glad to come your way again. Um, today I was doing my uh, readings and devotions and I came across something that I want to share. I will do a short one now and hopefully I should be able to maybe make it a part series or elaborate on it as time goes on. My study today was on Mark 12 the whole of Mark 12 but then um, something caught my attention in um, from verse 18 so let me just read it and then I'll proceed from there uh, in the verse 18 of Mark chapter 12 he said then come unto him the Sadducees who say there is no resurrection and they asked him saying master Moses wrote unto us if a man's brother die and leave his wife behind him and leave no children that his brother should take his wife and raise up seed unto his brother now there were seven brethren and the first took a wife and dying left no seed and the second took her and died neither left he any seed and the third likewise and the seven had her and left no seed Last of all, the woman died also. In the resurrection, therefore, when they shall rise, whose wife shall she be of them? For the seven had her to wife. And Jesus answering said unto them, Do ye not therefore err, because ye know not the scriptures, neither the power of God? Verse 25 For when they shall rise from the dead, they neither marry, nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels which are in heaven. Okay, so um, that, that verse 25 really, um, I mean, I've read this before, but this time it sounded differently because what uh, Jesus said there clearly was that in the resurrection, there will be no marriage. I mean, majority of believers today are married hopefully um, and uh, in the resurrection there will be no marriage so uh, what happens if we are looking at the context of still having male and female in the resurrection uh, woman man boys girls you know fathers mothers you know but yet in the resurrection there will be uh, no marriage then something obviously must have happened to the people that are going to be in the resurrection of course a lot of you believe that um, I mean that if you have taught or are teaching that Jesus or God will return us to the Edenic that's the Edenic nature examining the Edenic nature when God created Adam after a while he said it is not good for the man to be alone and he created eve that's the woman and one of the commands he gave them is be fruitful and multiply so um, part of the reason god created eve apart from companionship is for uh, multiplication and that means adam um, if god created Adam and then created Eve for him, then there is um, um, the emotional part of Adam that will always, you know, 
um, once in a while make him to be lovey-dovey and feel like having a woman by his side so Adam had a tendency to have sex at all times or most times in order for him to um, you know replenish the earth humanly now not being any not bringing in any form of logic so all men had that tendency that Adam had so yeah when they seen they were driven out of Eden but the tendency to continue to replenish the earth to multiply the earth to fill it by reproduction was still there you know even until Jesus came it was still there after we received Christ as Lord and Savior and we got born again we've received the life of Christ we had that tendency still inculcated in us we we still you know will be sexual beings emotional beings we will still want to reproduce we will marry but here Jesus is telling the Sadducees who do not believe in the resurrection that there will be a resurrection but as touching marriage which you guys used as a yastic for your argument there will be no marriage you know they don't marry neither are they giving into marriage why why is that so why is that so remember verse 25 say for when they shall arise from the dead they neither marry nor are given in marriage but are as the angels which are in heaven so something must have happened to us or something will be happening to as many who will be in the afterlife and no better person puts this world than paul the apostle let's just run to first corinthians 15. just go with me to first corinthians 15. i'll read um, a string of verses to you um, that's uh, from um, let me start from verse 38 i'll start from verse 38 but god gave it a body okay from verse 37 and he said and that which thou sowest thou sowest not that body that shall be but bear grain it may chance of wheat or of some other grain 38 but god gave it a body as it had pleased him and to every seed his own body 39 all flesh is not the same flesh but there is one kind of flesh of men another flesh of beasts another of fishes another of birds there are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial but the glory of the celestial is one and and the glory of the terrestrial is another there is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars for one star differed from another star in glory 42 so also is the resurrection of the dead now listen carefully from here 42 i repeat so also is the resurrection of the dead it is sown in corruption it is raised in incorruption it is sown in dishonor it is raised in glory it is sown in weakness it is raised in power it is sown a natural body it is raised a spiritual body there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body and so it is written the first man adam was made a living soul the last adam was made a quickening spirit how be it that was not first which is spiritual but that which is natural and afterward that which is spiritual the first man is of the earth eddy 
The second man is the Lord from heaven, and he is the earthy. Such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. That's a landmark statement that Paul used to explain this phenomenon. Paul says that we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. So let's assume that this is corruption. These are bodies are they are they are corruptible. You know, living not in Eden but in an earth. And then we will be translated and our bodies change. So if you look at yourself and you love your body, you love the way you look, you love don't think that that's exactly the kind of body that you have after the resurrection. No. Paul said it's a mystery. We will be changed because whatever you are looking at is soon in corruption. But he said it will be resurrected in incorruption. It is sown in weakness, it will resurrect in, in glory. Okay, like, look at it. If there won't be any weeping, if there won't be any sorrow, if there won't be any hunger, I mean, then definitely, you know, it cannot be in this body. You know the lust and yearnings and agitations of this earthly body. That will not be the case in the resurrection. Wow, I'm already looking at something glorious. Peter also averred that seeing that all these things shall be dissolved. All these things. Peter actually looked at a situation or shared about a situation where the entirety of what we see in the physical is dissolved. Oh, and there was a new heaven and a new earth. Of course, that will require a new person. Or that will require a new body. <laughs> oh wow, hallelujah. So okay. Um now to from the next episode, we are going to be looking at the antecedents of other apostles when it concerns this subject matter. People like Peter spoke about this. And then John in, in some of his things in Revelation also uh, pointed to this. So we are going to be looking at this in the next episode. But remember, when you look at your body, you love your body. Um, Peter, um, Paul wrote to Timothy and told him that some of the major attributes of the last days in chapter 3 of, um, I think, first or second Timothy, he said one of the major attributes of the last days is that men shall be lovers of themselves. Men shall do amazing things to satisfy their earthly body, you know, to up their look bodily. Second Timothy chapter 3, if you have the time, maybe you can make reference to that. See, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, 
then he said what what will aggravate that they will be conversions boosters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents unthankful unholy without natural affection truth breakers false accusers incontinent first despisers of those that are in good traitors heady high-minded lovers of pleasures more than lovers of god having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away now these are all attributes of this body uh, you already know we are in the last days these are already prevalent on the earth so people will be lovers of their own selves they will love their bodies they will invest in their bodies rather than invest in spiritual things you know boasting comes out of the flesh you know proud or pride blasphemous disobedience all those things are attributes of this body that believers have been redeemed from although most are still fighting based on their level of knowledge and revelation so we are going to be changed because all these things will not be found in us in the resurrection of course then there is definitely going to be a translation, a change of our bodies that will orchestrate that these things will not be found in us anymore. In the story of the transfiguration, Peter and all uh, Peter, James and John, they saw the change that happened in Jesus, so that his body was translated. They saw this is Jesus, but you know his body was tr- so translated, there was so much glory and lightning in him that they said, "Oh, let us build a tent here and dwell here." The glory was lovable; it was desirable. It was so much that you know Peter and the apostles said, "No, let's build a tent here. Let's stay here. This is not somewhere we should go from." So Jesus was telling the Sadducees that, look, you err in this teaching when you say there's no resurrection because you think, um, you know, if people are resurrecting, husbands and wives are resurrecting and they will definitely know themselves, children and mothers and fathers, they will know themselves. Then, of course, you know, then there might be marriage. No, you do err in these things because their bodies will be changed. There will be a translation. We will not be the same. This is a mystery from Paul in verse 50 of 1 Corinthians 15 where we read. He said, We shall all be changed. And that's a mystery. It is something that we are looking forward to. So, just like I've said in our next episode, in order to, uh, you know, shorten the time here, in our next episode, we'll look at other antecedents from Paul, other, other statements and other teachings from Paul and other apostles concerning this, and just to give us a background of what's going to happen to our bodies. So we know where to invest. So we know where to lay our treasures. So we know where to invest our time in the things that are incorruptible in the treasures that will last. Thank you, and God bless you. Amen and amen.